Don't look back as the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, our overbought markets took a bit of a breather today. That looks to be probably about all this is. Uh, Dow Jones finishing off the lows, but not by much, down 353 points, down 1.3%. Our loser on the day, biggest loser, was the NASDAQ. Not what you want to see typically if you're bullish, down 2.3% today, down a big 244 points. S&P 500 uh, off uh, right at about the same amount as the Dow Jones, down 1.3% today, down 40 points. Our winner, Russell 2000, actually closed up just barely 0.06% at 14.90. Of course, the R2K has been our big laggard for years now, actually. And uh, just uh, managed to crawl back over its 200-day moving average where it sits today, which is a which is a good sign. Needs to stay needs to stay above that. Uh, okay, so what happened today? So again, we really expected this. When joining us here, you know, these markets have had such a run, really on all metrics now that we follow in our momentum oscillators and VRA investing system. The market is at heavily overbought, approaching extreme overbought. Some sectors obviously have been extreme overbought for some time, namely the tech sector and some of the software stocks and, of course, the, the miners, which have just been on an absolute tear, along with silver. So a breather today didn't, didn't, uh, didn't bother us, really. VIX was only up today. Well, actually, the VIX closed up 7% today, so it caught some wind there at the close. But the thing that probably troubles the markets more than anything right now is they're depending on a lot more QE and a lot more fiscal stimulus. And Congress and the administration are negotiating on that now for phase four of the CARES Act, which, of course, has already put $3 trillion in liquidity in Americans' back pockets. Remember, during the 2008-2009 uh, financial crisis following that, Americans, meaning the people, we the people, the taxpayers, we got nothing. We got zip. Who got bailed out? The same people that caused the crisis in the first place. The vampire squid, vampire, uh, Goldman Sachs, and their uh, criminal uh, uh, Wall Street brethren, certainly the big bank criminals, they all got bailed out, didn't they? They got $800 billion in the TAR program, along with the $4 trillion in QE, while the citizens, the people, the, the pawns, uh, that lost their homes, that lost everything. People still recovering from what happened over a decade ago. We got shut out. We got nothing. Well, the CARES Act reversed that. Donald Trump, our president, gets no credit for this almost at all, but he should. Because whether you like new debt or not, and that's a great conversation we're willing to have with you, but we are being taken care of for a change. Yes, the government forced these closures, these lockdowns. They, they forced uh, all our businesses to be shut down, or at least a, a significant percentage of them. And uh, they, they are the ones directly responsible for the 20, 30 million Americans that no longer have jobs and now relying on unemployment. So, yes, that was their decision. Yes, they were responsible uh, and needed to try to remedy the situation to some degree. But the bottom line is they did it. They also caused 2008, 2009. We didn't get anything. We have here. Kudos to Donald Trump, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, and, yes, Fed Chair Jay Powell. These three men are the reason we're not in a depression right now. We would likely already be headed toward a very great or greater, greatest depression had that action not been taken. So, again, you know what? That's how we call it like we see it. That's how we see it. Kudos. Thank you, Donald Trump. 
Thank you to the president that actually cares about the people uh, more than Wall Street and the big banks, uh, the criminals that caused that crisis in the first place. Um, but so this negotiation is important because phase four, uh, uh, Democrats have already passed three to three and a half trillion dollars in, in their in their phase four plan. That's not going to happen. Republicans started at a trillion. Uh, so meeting somewhere in the middle is probably going to happen, but it, it is a negotiation. You've got your quote unquote hardliners that think we can't afford to add the debt. Well, these hardliners were pretty much silent when we were being buried in 2008, 2009. And I don't remember them really saying much about banks being bailed out, about Wall Street being bailed out. There wasn't a whole lot of hand wringing back then about that. So let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and not let them off the hook for their hypocrisy today. Bottom line is the American people need this money so they can make their rent, they can feed their families, and maybe even come out of this a little bit ahead. What would be wrong with that? Uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's been my position for a long time here. And, uh, but that, that consensus needs to happen. Negotiations likely will be agreed to. There's a lot of wiggle room on both sides. They seem to want to make a deal, which is great news for all of us because the market is depending on it. Uh, no question about that. We're going to get more QE as well, folks. But what we've noticed is a repeating pattern that goes back to the beginning of coronavirus insanity and uh, these, uh, these stimulus and bailout payments from the government and the Federal Reserve is they tend to always happen into market weakness. You know, it's hard to get trillions of dollars uh, agreed to and put into the economy when the markets, like the NASDAQ, when uh, the tech stocks, semis are hitting all-time high after all-time high, and uh, S&P 500 just 3 to 4% away from all-time highs. So uh, this is a repeating pattern of, of sell-off that probably won't last very long, and then all of a sudden we'll get a deal announced and we'll be back on our way higher again, and I'll give you some concrete evidence as to why we think that's about to be the case here. But again, August recess for Congress doesn't start till August the 7th. They've got some time to get this deal done. A little nervousness in the market in the, uh, in the interim wouldn't surprise us here. We'll be using that to take advantage of buying opportunities here at the VRA. Come and join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com, see what we're doing here. Find out how we beat the market 42% to 20% in the second quarter as well and how we're positioned, which we think is exactly right. Um, also today, Apple started selling off early. Actually had a pretty rough day today. Of course, Apple's been a market leader, just hit all-time highs. Apple was down today 4.7%. After the bell today, Intel announced. Intel is down right now. Woo! Intel's down 9.7% in the after hours on their earnings report. So Wall Street's not liking that. So, again, the semis today were off. The SMH, the semi-ETF today closed down 1.9%. So, again, we welcome this sell-off. We've got some things we want to add to the portfolio, uh, but uh, we wouldn't be surprised to see this carry on for another few days before they announce Phase 4 of the uh, CARES Act. Also last night, we got the latest from the AAII sentiment survey. Again, I've voted in this for more than over 30 years, know this sentiment survey pretty well. And i got to scratch my head on this one because from week to week, it's a, it's a weekly sentiment survey. And it came back last night. Tyler just reminded me of this. came back last night at just 26% bulls. That's down 5% on the week with 46% bears. 26% bulls, 46% bears. This is completely out of whack with what the markets have been doing, certainly, right? 
40% move higher, we still have 20 points more in, in bears than bulls? Does that add up to you? It just tells you the fragility of the state of mind of the average investor, which really makes up the AI survey and, uh, and how skittish they are about this market. Really, who could blame them with, uh, with what we've gone through with coronavirus insanity? On the flip side, the fear and greed index, which these index, these surveys typically track fairly closely, not now. Fear and greed index is right now at 68. Now, that's not extremely elevated, but that is in greed territory. So we just find the, the comparison between the AI and the fear and greed index being having that wide of a gap is uh, I don't remember ever seeing that before. Don't, don't really know what that means, but it, it certainly is interesting. Again, there's a lot of, a lot of volatility a lot of mixed messages, a lot of confusion about this market out there. Um, okay, so uh, what else today? Oh, the point I wanted to make about why this market's likely going to keep heading higher. We got confirmation on a very, very important technical indicator uh, about market breadth, and it's the uh, NYSE, New York Stock Exchange Advanced Decline Line, just hit a new all-time high. Uh, a- along with the uh, confirmation breakout, in the S&P 500, when it finally broke above its June 8th highs, this whole time it hadn't done it until this week, along with the fact, of course, that NASDAQ tech, again, hitting all-time highs, you know, we're seeing, again, what you normally see, NASDAQ tech leads, semi-leads those, they lead the market. Now the S&P 500 is catching up, S&P 500 is made up about 23% of tech stocks, uh, got a whole lot of value stocks in there, a whole lot of cyclical stocks in there as well. So when the NYSE AD, Advanced Decline Line, hits all-time highs and, and confirms a breakout or two, what that tells technicians, and this is, a, a, we think, a pretty important point, is that the coast is clear. We are in a bull market. There is no question about that. And um, that uh, the pullback should be bought. And it's very likely that we are going to see this market continue to head higher for some time. You know, you really can't make that point in the short term because no one knows what's going to happen in the short term. But these kind of readings are very important in understanding the medium and long-term uh, uh, market action. So that's, that's, that's what we're talking about here. A very positive, very bullish medium to long-term indicator. On top of that, you know, when you have <clears throat> weeks now, week upon week, where you have copper and silver breaking out, okay, and you have base metals really powering forward. Uh, you have oil doing what it's been doing. Again, it's only up $80 a barrel uh, in, for in the last, uh, what, less than three months now. You know, these are all signs of a global reflation trade, which means the global economy is getting healthier. It's happening underneath the surface. It's happening all under the cover of coronavirus insanity, which means this market has been climbing a wall of worry, it will likely continue to climb a wall of worry. We'd like to see a little more fear get back in this market uh, to get some of the uh, easy money out, some of the David Day Trader money over at Robinhood. Get some of that money out, flush them out a little bit, give us an opportunity to uh, continue climbing this wall of worry. Let's take a look at the internals today. Again, this is a fascinating story. So, Todd and I were talking earlier, and the Dow Jones was down uh, over 300 points at that time. About midday, the NASDAQ, uh, about two hours ago, actually, NASDAQ was down uh, 2%. So we had 1%, 2% losses in the broad, most important broad market indexes. But we looked at the internals and really couldn't believe it. Solid across the board, positive across the board. 
and and uh, and and new fifty two week highs low is just banging again. You know that I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing that with losses of one to two percent in the broad market with positive across the board. Now they didn't close that way. Let me let me give you the readings here. We had slightly lower. Uh, slightly negative readings in advanced decline, both in NYSE and NASDAQ. NASDAQ a little bit more so, but again, it was hit twice as hard as the, broad, as the, uh, as the Dow and SP 500. Uh, and also in, uh, in volume, again, slight negatives, but no big deal. Just slight negatives. But here's what continues to stand out 52 week highs to lows. Today we had 164 companies hit new 52 week highs to just 29 hit new 52-week lows. We've now had, over the last two weeks, uh, 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 new 52-week highs have outnumbered 52-week lows by an average of 230 per day. Again, significant evidence of, of broadening in this market. Uh, we want to see CNBC get real negative here. Uh, we want to see Bloomberg, the talking heads on these shows, see them get people scared again. And uh, But as long as we see these internals hold up, and all the VRA investing system readings hold up the way they're doing right now. Again, we feel very good about this market. Uh, also, look at our sector watch today. We had uh, eight of the 11 S&P 500 sectors closed lower on the day, about what you'd expect. Again, technology, the weakest. Tech down 2.6% today. Consumer discretionary down 2%. Communica- communication services also down 2%. On the upside, just fractional gains in financials. Uh, but that's interesting. The financials have been acting better, these deep cyclicals that, again, as part of a, a rotation and a broadening bull market, you would expect that at some point these groups would start to play catch-up. BKX, the banking index today, up 1.5%, and uh, that, that's good to see. Of course, continued to trade like death warmed over, well below the 200-day moving average, uh, and got a lot of work to do there. But, again, the HDX, the housing index, was higher again today. It's been a real a real bull in the China shop of late, uh, just a leading the way. Again, there is no important leading economic indicator than housing stocks. They've been trading like it really full-on beast mode. Uh, finally today, our commodity watch here. Uh, where's that screen? Here we go. Uh, oil today was off 2%, down 89 cents a barrel at 41.01. Gold. We love gold. Yes, we do. We have for a long time. As you know, if you've been listening, gold today up $17 an ounce, closing at $18.82. That is only a couple of bucks an ounce below its all-time high as far as a closing trade on COMEX. Now, we still have got about $30 an ounce to go to hit all-time highs. But if you're a betting person, I am, I'd be willing to bet in the very near future gold will be hitting all-time highs going through $2,000 an ounce, much, much higher. You know, um, I'm pretty active on Twitter, and I got to tell you, nobody cares about anything I put out on gold and silver. Like, I ran a poll, almost nobody voted in it. Uh, only uh, something like 30% of people that replied said they own no gold at all. That is just what we want to see. It reminds me of uh, when I first started tweeting about Bitcoin. No one cared for probably a couple of years then it broke $2,000 of Bitcoin. Then people cared. Same thing with Tesla. Started tweeting about that uh, around uh, $200, $250 a share. Nobody cared. Over 1000 people started caring. And now at 1500 people really like it. I imagine at $3,000, people will probably start 
responding more to my tweets on Tesla as they did with Bitcoin. With gold, though, we love the fact that the public still is not in love with gold. As a contrarian, it's just what you want to see. If you're gold and silver, precious metal bullish, you want nobody to own it. You want nobody to like it because, trust me, price changes sentiment. Once gold breaks 2000 this is just our, our belief, once gold breaks $2,000 an ounce, the public will begin to start to fall in love with gold all over the world. Uh, again, gold closing at 1882. Silver today took a breather. It's been on one hell of a run, down 1.9% today, down 45 cents an ounce, We're trading at 22.69 an ounce. Uh, again, the miners uh, had, had reached extreme overbought levels. You've heard Todd and I talk about this group ad nauseum for some time. Uh, again, taking your breather today, GDX, a minor ETF, down 2.2%. GDXJ, the gold miner, junior gold miner ETF, uh, closing down 3.4%. We will be buying these pullbacks. I can assure you of that. This group is in the beginning stages of the bull market of bull markets for precious metals and miners. If you own no other group for the next three years, make it this group. Finally, Bitcoin today, uh, again, rallying strong off $9,000, now back to $95.90, up $63 in Bitcoin. Folks, as always, thank you for joining us. Hope you had a great day and even better night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.